Okay, here we go. The Pan Am Magic Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio the dial. The Pan Am Magic Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> you know what, man? I got a parrot. The parrot talked, but it did not say I'm hungry, so it died. <laughs> Welcome to the Pan Am Show. That's what happened to my monkey. It didn't tell you that it was hungry? He didn't say shit. He just threw it. He threw his shit. Dead. Dead. Good. Oh. Gilligan. Oh. Rest in, in hell. Poor Gilligan. <laughs> uh, you know, we got to get John Fiore back on this podcast pretty soon. You know, I, 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 I miss having an Italian in the studio at least once a month. Speaking of Italians. Yes. Listen to this. This is from Family Guy. Ready? Italians. Well, no. Now return to cutting in line in front of Italians. Hey! Hey! Copernicus, why don't you navigate yourself to the back of the line with your feet and stand there with your shirt? <laughs> with your shirt. Uh, by the way, the uh, you know I'm, I'm quite a name dropper on this podcast because it doesn't matter. No. No, yeah. No one can ever like sue me for it because these are all true stories. Okay. I went to high school with Tom Devaney, the head the head writer for for Family Guy, hmm. executive producer. You know he he's been there forever. Very funny guy in high school. Didn't know how funny he was till the Family Guy thing happened. Tom Devaney and his br- twin brother Tim Devaney uh, from Manchester, Connecticut, and uh, we should get him on the podcast. I think we should. He'd be a very interesting guest, He'd wouldn't you? Very think? interesting and yeah. funny. Oh. Tom Devaney. He's graduated a couple years ahead of me. But uh, that doesn't make him any better than us. Hey, by the way, this is uh, episode 251. Ooh. No, is it really? It's episode 251. Five years. And uh, <clears throat> it's if this is our fifth year. Yeah. Isn't this the anniversary tonight? Yeah. This well, is it's the 28th, technically, but we won't be here on the 28th because it's next week. Now, all those years ago, <laughs> on that very first podcast that we did, mm-hmm. this happened. Uh-oh. Not, sorry? Oh. This happened. <laughs> now that happened on this one. Jesus Christ. I said, how can I do a podcast without recruiting the best person I can think of, uh, someone who's actually done quality podcasts in the past, somebody with a quick wit and a creative mind. I said, piece. how can I do a podcast without getting this guy on board? I couldn't get him, but I got Ben Kitchen instead. <laughs> Young Ben. Yeah. You son That's, of a bitch. See that? <laughs> and you called me a son of a bitch, and we still kept you on. That was the very first show, the very first night. This also happened. Ah, chief. License and registration, please. What, what did I do? DWB. Driving while balding, sir. That's illegal? That's the glare from your head, sir. Danger to other motorists. Well, what can I do? A, close the sunroof. B, call Dr. Robert Leonard at 1-800-GET-HAIR. I love my sunroof. Well, you loved your hair, too, remember, sir? <laughs> yeah. Consider this, this a warning, sir. You need your hair. Okay, okay. And close the sunroof. Dr. Robert Leonard, 1-800-GET-HAIR, with offices in Boston, Newton, Worcester, and Hyannis. Now he's got even more locations. Well, you know, maybe. I don't remember that at all. That's <clears throat> well, because it was five years ago and you smoke a lot of weed. Well, the math adds up. That's a good spot. See? Yeah. And how about this? Who could forget this Short-term memorable memory. moment? Yep. Yeah, okay. Is our bleep Me. machine working yet? All right, we have a bleep machine. Smitty got it for us. It's magic. Every time you say a fing swear word, it's like, I wish I could use that at home around my kids. We'll know the bleep machine's working well if it bleeps this. Ready? Suck my fing. Fat hog in hell, you sucking mother. 
motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. You're like a 12 year old who finally gets to swear in front of his dad. <laughs> Serious. If you take one thing out of this podcast, it's that a little dab will do you. See? Uh, how about that? Man, I th- now do you know that the original commercial was for what? A little dab will do you. See if Ben knows this. That was Brill Cream. You brought that up on that first episode. Ben asked, could you sing that actual jingle? And you did. I did? Yeah. I can do it now. Go ahead. Brill cream, a little dab will do ya. Use more, only if you dare. Brill cream, the gals will all pursue ya. They'll love to put their fingers in your hair. The hair on your head. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how we started this whole thing five years ago. Five years no ago. No wonder we're yeah. not making any money. That's true. By the way, if, we, if you're a sponsor and you want to be honestly uh, a part of this program, like the great sponsors, ProAutomotiveMA.com, they're, they're fabulous people with their locations in Oxford uh, Avenue, Dudley, and uh, South Main Street, Webster, and Englewood Street. They're fabulous, fabulous auto mechanics, certified. Jason Russo's place. That's that's one of our sponsors. The other one of the other one is Vinny Cedrone. This guy, he's he's the most knowledgeable gun guy I've ever talked to in my life. Sharsheen Firearms. Sharsheen Firearms of Bill Ricca, and he's got a website too. What's it called? Sharsheenfirearms.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, shit, really? <laughs> that was good. That's so hard. I've, got, I've never called the two together. We got to call Vinny because he's still working on your gun, the nineteen eleven. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I can't wait. I'll get I'll get probably get back just in time for Christmas. To go out in the yard and shoot some squirrels. With he it. sent me that picture of the, the little piece that he cleaned. It went from being rusted piece yeah. of shit yeah. to clean, shiny, beautiful. You know, and with all due respect to the people who are anti-gun, when you have a gun in your home, you feel safer than when you don't have a gun. Mm. In your home. That's the absolute truth. Better to have one and not need it than to need one and not have it. Exactly. Uh, also sponsored by, you know, we love our sponsors. Giacomo's. It's Melrose, Massachusetts on Main Street. Fabulous, authentic Italian cuisine. My grandma's coffee cake. By the way, people were sending those things out for Thanksgiving. Now it's the Christmas season. Billy, my friend in Florida, sends out 30 cakes a year to all of his business associates. Loves them. They love them. Uh, What you do is go to uh, mygrandma.com. And use the promo code Mikey5, and you get five bucks off. That helps you on the shipping. That's it's that Bob Cates. Dino got his, by the way. He just texted me yesterday. He goes, hey, I got my blueberry cake. Thanks, man. <laughs> He'll probably sit there and eat the whole thing in about two seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and not even tell his wife that he got it. Uh, anyway, that's another one of our sponsors. So, any, did I leave anybody out? No, Bob Cates, is that his name, the uh, the owner of Yeah, my Bob grandma? Cates, yeah. 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 He's a good man. That's very generous of him to uh, offer that 5%, well, no, it, or yeah, is it 5 he, bucks? He does a lot for charity. Five bucks. Yeah. 5 bucks. It, well, yeah, he does a lot of stuff for cha- charity over the years. I've known Bob for a long, long time. Mm. You know, my, my Grandma's Coffee Cake, one 800 8 grandmas the number if you want to order by phone. They're very nice people, and the cake is the greatest in the world. So, there. No more commercials for the rest of the show. Really? I don't think so. Well, one you might pop up. You never know. Do you have any new ones? No. Speaking of popping up, when are we going to get men's uh, New England Men's Health uh, on the air? We you having trouble with your boner? No, I'm not. But I, I want to find out from them how they say if your test dose doesn't work in the office, you know, your visit's free. How do you know if it's working or you know, not? I have that question, too. I want to ask that question. You don't know? <laughs> Yeah, but you know, what do they do? They sit there and look at you till you till you pop a woody. Maybe. Yes. That doesn't make any sense. Or they send a nurse in there, scantily clad. <laughs> she dances around and you know, 
<laughs> she walks out. Okay, it works. Takes your temperature or something. <laughs> I mean, what? How do they know? And then it'll work. And then the, the visit's free. The first visit is free. You know, I have some one thing I got to talk about real quickly, and I know it's going to disgust some of our listeners, make them kind of sick. But every time I see an ad now, and they mention the perineum. And yeah. then they have a little mm-hmm. disclaimer down the bottom. Perineum is the skin between the anus and the genitals. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a taint. That's Of course, that's what it is. It's a taint. Why are you throwing this perineum scientific language in? It's like Latin, isn't it? Is it, is it multiple of perineum? Is it perineum? Or is it paranoia? I mean, honest to God. It's like, it's a taint. We always called it a taint. We don't have to change it to perineum. Well, they're trying to be polite. Ah, fuck them. <laughs> Mixed company, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm at the end of my rope with this shit. Can and the bleep, the bleep machine's not working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm t- tired of people dancing around the issue. It's a taint. <laughs> mm. Anyway, I thought I'd mention that because it bothers me. You know, oh, things that bother me, I get them off my chest. I haven't been here in two weeks. I had the COVID. What? That's, yeah, that's right. How'd you get it? I can't talk about that. Why? No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know how I got it. It wasn't as bad as anybody. It was about five days of you feel miserable. That's <laughs> about it. Yeah, it kind of sucked. Uh, okay, names that... <laughs> Sorry, I'm off to a rocking start yeah, here. Bill's the only one who didn't get the vaccine and still hasn't gotten it. Mm. I, well, I got the first vaccine. You know, the one when if you don't get it, you're going to die. Yeah, I got that I got one that because one. I, I get scared into it, you know. But then since then, I haven't even thought about getting the second one. I did one booster. That was it. Then I stopped. That's, yeah. And then I got it. And you live to tell the tale. Are you sure? I, he looks like he's alive. We might all be dead, like uh, like on Lost. <laughs> I, f- I called some bad sports, some bad names from the internet uh, of some sports people. Hold on, People what do you mean? should have changed their names. Bad names that uh, their parents gave them when I, they were little children? I did this study on EEI years ago. Yeah. I, I said the show was called, How Come There Are No Dicks in Baseball? And Because there used to be a time when there were about one, two, three, four guys on each Dick team. Williams, named Dick Williams, Dick Dick Stewart, Dick Raditz. <laughs> they were everywhere. Dicks were everywhere. But they don't. There's no one named Dick anymore it's because weird no one's, how that's also Mikey's favorite era. Of it's baseball. true, and he's obsessed no, with Dick. No one's naming their kids Dick anymore. If they're naming them Richard, they're calling them Richard or Richie or Rick. No dicks. So now, you want you want dicks to make a comeback? I know. I really don't care about it. But uh, the reason I thought of this was because because there are no dicks in baseball. I think the last one was Dicky Thon. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I some names that really bother me over the course of my my fandom of baseball and other sports. Mm. Detroit Tiger pitcher Joe Sparma. His name is not Dick. No, no, no. These are not these are not dicks. Just, well, I, oh, you want some dicks? Joe Sparma. That's, that's Dick a, Trickle. That's a good Italian name. The race car driver. <laughs> now, you if you're Dick Trickle and you don't call yourself Ricky Trickle. Or Rich Trickle. Is there a Travis Trickle? I think there is, isn't there? Then you're an asshole. <laughs> I mean, what are the parents thinking? Ha, huh, let's see. We had this nice, cute baby boy. He's got some balls what on What goes well with Trickle? Hey, what about How the about guy? Dick? What about the guy in New Hampshire? Dick Sweat. Dick Sweat, he's a politician. Yeah. There's a guy, I found a baseball card on the internet, Steve Schartz. <laughs> I just like to go through life. Last name Schartz. And you always wear brown pants. Uh, 
then I have a card too. There's a former Patriot guy, and I, I'm going to put this when I promote this podcast on Twitter, which I do. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one who does. No I'm going to put Twitter. I'm going to put that that sports card of guy who used to play for the Patriots, Dick Felt. Dick <laughs> Felt. <laughs> because I like stuff like this. I'm, I'm an odd guy. Well, you know what I'm saying. I have oddities. Uh, there's a guy too that I think everybody should hear this name because this is this name. You think it's a typographical error? It's not. It's a re- this is his real name. <clears throat> Played for the New York Football Giants briefly, and then the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was a running back, and his name was Frenchy Fuqua. F U Q. Frenchy Fuqua. F U Q U A. Frenchy Fuqua was his name. I can't even say it. He only played for a couple of years. Look, if you look him up, now, he, he, the interesting thing about him, I felt if it's the same Frenchy Fuqua I'm thinking of. <laughs> if it's the same guy, and, and how yeah. could there be another one? That he was the guy the ball was intended for. Remember the immaculate conception uh, uh, reception? reception? Yep. Yeah, yeah. When when it ended up in the hands of Franco Harris and the Pittsburgh Steelers won because of that. Mm-hmm. The ball was supposed to go to Frenchy Fuqua, and I think it hit off his hands, and then it went into the arms of of Franco Harris, became the immaculate reception. And then later on, Frenchy Fuqua, who had zero career and no hope of having one, uh, came up with a candy bar called the Im- Immaculate Confection. Hey. And he tried to make money off the fact that he was involved in that play. He just so, just, but who again? Someone says, "What's your name?" Frenchy Frenchy Fuqua. What was his real name? John. Dick. <laughs> and he go from John to Frenchy. Ah, <laughs> uh, Frenchy Fuqua's here. Oh, that's great. Let's get together with him. I haven't talked to Frenchy in a long time. Anyway. Uh, Enough about the the kooky, crazy names because we have Ben Kitchen, which in in Sweden is Ben Cock. Yep. And then Bill Smith, of course. That's a we're not a real name. That's the name he uses to check in the hotels. That's correct. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, by the way, we should get Right Window as an advertiser. You know why? Hey, Right Window. I gave them a raving. They put in two picture windows in my house. Call uh, Right Window right now. On November tenth, they came. Did you in. do that one? No. And they sent these two guys in, and I thought, okay, these guys are going to do the windows. They were great. The installation was perfect, and these two guys were very polite. They were punctual. They were right on time, unlike that other window company. Which one? <coughs> I don't want to mention any name. <laughs> but they were terrible. Uh, but the, the right window guys, yeah. they came in, man, bing, bang, boom, beautiful picture windows and Double hung. I mean, I got two full windows done, and I want to talk about professional guys. I should do the commercials for these guys now because they come with the highest recommendation from me. I had a different company. I had Window Nation. Yeah, and they were just like the uh, the right window guys. They were precision. Did they have beards? Yeah, a couple of them did. Yeah, but it was precision. They got it all done. They arrived at <laughs> seven a.m. Did every window in the house. That's too early. They were gone by one thirty p.m. And it was like they were never here. Only I got new windows. Well, you know these window guys when they're hiring, they screen their applicants, <laughs> and they go to great pains to get the right people. <laughs> I shudder to think of these window jokes I keep coming up with. All right, so now, but I want to thank Quentin, Quentin, and Charlie. They were the. Uh, the installation crew, and they were great. And right window, I like the commercials too. Mm. So let's get them on the air. Bill Whiteman does those. 
You know what? I'll tell you what. You get those. You get them to come on the air, Ben, and I will give you a free window with the purchase of two. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, what a great deal! All right. How's that? Yeah, now we're thinking like capitalist pigs that we are. That's right. Uh, I think I took care of most of this important business. I have some less important business. Do you guys have any have anything that you want to talk about? Yeah, I would like you to tell me a story about Dino Raja. Do, oh, you have uh, my list of Hall of Famers. Yes. I have a list I made of Hall of Famers that I've met in various sports and in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. These are people you've actually spoken yeah. with, broke bread with, talked to, and right. touched. Now, I'm in one Hall of Fame. I'm in two. Some cases slept with. I'm in, uh, <laughs> I'm in the whole Manchester Sports You'll Hall. You'll have to tell that Tom Seaver story. When you slept with Tom Seaver? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm in the Manchester, Connecticut Sports Hall of Fame. You are not for my prowess as a cross country runner or you know a, a, a JV basketball player or a little league undefeated little league pitcher. Mm. I was in there because of the sports broadcasting career. And where is this? Where can we find Manchester, this? Connecticut, the city of Village Charm? If we went down to Manchester, Connecticut right now, we yes. could go to this museum. Yes, the Sports Hall of Fame. Sports Hall of yeah. Fame, and we would look up Mike and Adams, there. and there you'd be. I'm in there along with my friends Chicky Balisano and, and you know a lot of other. Uh, anyway, that's not the important thing. Ted, I'm also in Ted the Blackster. There was was he there? N- no, no. The Natural, yeah. Roy Hobbs? No, not Roy. I'll be that guy you, that you call Ted Blackster. That's him, Roy Hobbs. Oh, that's him, Roy. Yeah. Ted- <laughs> I thought you were talking about Field of Dreams. Ted Blackster, he's the black anchorman. It's a good friend of mine. He passed away. Oh. I love that guy. Anyway, where, where, where are we going with this? In the museum. Oh, yeah. So I'm in the um, the uh, Halfway Cafe Hall of Fame. What? what? On Route 20? Yeah, well, yeah. In, in, there's one in Watertown. That's where I met my wife. Yeah? Is that uh, why you're in the Hall of Fame? That's one of the reasons. <laughs> I also was there. They put you in the Hall of Fame if you're the guy who spends the most money in their bar in the course of a calendar year, which I did in 2001. That's refresh after my divorce. I was in that place every night eating boneless cafe chicken wings and drinking $2 drafts. You'd walk in and the bartender would say, this guy's <laughs> a Hall of Famer. It's, uh, it's, he'd already have the beer on the counter when he saw me. He could walk in. <laughs> anyway, so I'm in two Halls of Fame, but I made a list of Hall of Famers that are in actual Halls of Fame mm. that I met you know, over the course of, of the years. And you asked me about who? Dino Raja. Dino Raja. Can I guess? You guys... Split a pack of cigarettes. You know, he did smoke butts. He was uh, standing, I did an interview with him before a Celtics game, and he had just got. What year was this? Uh, I'm going to say it was in the 90s. Yeah, it was in the 90s. 94, 95. So he had just, he had a fresh, kind of still moist tattoo on his shoulder. I know those people hate that word, moist. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he had this tattoo on his shoulder, and it was a, it was a tattoo of a dolphin. Did he explain the dolphin? I said, Dino, what's up with the tattoo, you know? He goes, well, this is a dolphin. And he's looking at it and touching it a little bit. He goes, it's a, a tattoo of a dolphin that I got. I said, well, why a dolphin? He goes, well, I've always liked dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets a tattoo of one, you know? I mean, the, right? A dolphin? A weird fucking guy. What? Very weird. Well, you have a tattoo. I got two tattoos. Yeah. Actually, I got three. You got one on your butt cheek. Do you know if you I go got to two the, on my butt um, cheek. Manchester Historical Society and you look at the uh, Sports Hall of Fame honor roll? Yeah. Name number one. 
Mike Adams, sportscaster. There, there you it are, is. Mike. Holy crap. I got two, three tattoos. I got the Yankee tattoo when I lost a bet in 96 mm-hmm. on my upper left butt cheek. Mm-hmm. When I lost a, a bet on WEEI, when it was when, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, LeBron James got beat by the Orlando Magic in the playoffs, and, I, and now I got Orlando Magic on my upper right butt cheek. Who did you bet? Somebody on the air, some clown. <laughs> <clears throat> and then I have the one on my Johnson that says bong, but, yeah. but when I get excited, it says Boston Strong. <laughs> and that's it. God bless three, you, Mike. I got three tattoos. <laughs> that's it. Um, so what were we talking about? <laughs> These people that you've met. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. no, he, he has, see, with, all of them are attached to some story because I met them all. Mm. I didn't necessarily go to their houses or anything. Sometimes I did. But... Um, the the uh, thing that's, that's mo- the most frustrating for me in the last week, I heard a week ago Christmas music on a already oh yes on a radio station. Mm. It was like the seventeenth of Yuck. November, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, now it's a month and eight days ahead of the actual event of Christmas, and I I personally get really burned out. First of all, you've been hearing the same songs for fifty years. Oh yeah, it's the same exact song. Same old shit. Now they and now why can't they wait till after Thanksgiving and then sprinkle a few in? Dude, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I know you're complaining about it right now. Yeah, they've actually pared it back. It got too far like eight years ago. But this is where not... it started November first. Uh, I'll give them credit. They've it's actually lazy. Their programmers are back. lazy. They they just don't want to. Okay, plug all that shit in. You know, come on. I hate it, and I don't hate Christmas. Yeah, but people listen. But you the remember, fact you is, remember how fucked up the winter books would be. What I want them to be, I want, <laughs> I want them to to wait. I want them to wait till December or like at least Thanksgiving, you know, and, and then 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 gradually. Start Black Friday. I understand Christmas Eve. You're going to hear nothing but Christmas music. I get that shit, and that's fine. <laughs> but guess what? It's too much, too early, and I'm and I I go bang immediately. I hit you know. Well, the weather outside is fine. Which all right? Which which one's the one that you're like? I'm going to kill someone right now if I hear this again. Grandma got run over by a reindeer because it wasn't funny. Like the 170th time I heard they it. They never play that one anymore. Bill, do you have one that? Just yeah, that that one crazy? by uh, what's her name? Um, uh, All I want for Christmas is you, or who, who sang that? Yeah, Mariah Carey. Name? Yeah, she's holy f- crap, fat. That shit. one drives me nuts. I don't like that. She's one. color fat shit. She's a fat shit. <laughs> anyway, but you know the research I've seen research the, uh, the the stations that play the Christmas music, they make a lot of money and the listenership goes way up. Okay, you know what? Yeah. It was just for, between you and me, they can cram it up their asses, oh. all of them. Oh. It, wait till after Thanksgiving, or else you suck at your job. <laughs> uh, happy birthday today! Here's here's a, here's one for you, Ben. Yes, because you're a baseball guy. I like baseball. Happy birthday to two guys. It's unbelievable to say that Ken Griffey Jr. is the second best left-handed hitting outfielder born in Denora, Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's just weird. It's weird. <clears throat> Ken Griffey Jr., born November 21st, 1969, Denora, Pennsylvania. Second best major league hitter. Stan the man? Stan Musial. Stan Musial, yeah. Born in Denora, Pennsylvania, November 21st, albeit 49 years earlier, 1920. Love Stan Musial. Unbelievable. Uh, I like Polish people. I really do. 
Ken Griffey Jr. to come along and say, oh, I'm not even the best. I'm not even the best guy born in Denora, Pennsylvania on November 21st. No, Ken, you're not. You're second. <laughs> I love that. All right, other birthdays coming your way. You ready? <coughs> Tomorrow, of course, is the 60th anniversary of the JFK assassination. Yes, that's right. It's the only realm I, I have in my repertoire where I'm an expert. Who did it? Oh, that's a long story. CIA. It's, we went through a whole episode on that. Did the CIA do it? CIA was involved. Yeah. Mafia was involved. Lee Harvey Oswald was set up. Charles B. Harrelson, Woody Harrelson's dad, pulled the trigger. I heard a new one recently. There was a, a apparently this guy who kind of looked a lot like uh, Har- Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, so you they, know all they this had shit. Him, they had him at the shooting range. They had him complaining. Yo, yeah. They had him very vocal and very visible in the weeks before the assassination. And he looked just like him. So people thought it was him. And there was two guys that were arrested at the theater or something like that? <laughs> well... There's only one guy arrested at the theater, but you know, th- this I got. I could do six hours on this. I won't tonight because thank you, God I know you guys got to be somewhere. No, you should do that as an episode. Uh, you know, how about Lyman Bostock? Lyman yeah. Bostock, yeah, he was a fantastic player for the. Well, we went over to the Angels, Twins He's, and Angels. He struggled for like the first month. Offered to give his money back. And then started tearing it up. Hit like three thirty one, and his and his girlfriend shot him. Pulled killed. up next to him in the car, or the girlfriend's boyfriend. Yeah, that's how we died. Shot him and it, and it killed him. Yeah. Wow. He was a superstar player, and he was just starting to really get good. Wow. Born on November twenty second. Was he in Gary, Indiana? What was he killed in Gary, Indiana? Where was he killed? I don't know. Look it up, man. I have oh, no man. idea. I didn't kill him. But that woman, he uh, sure, pretty sure, hanging around with her. Also, Greg Luzinski, the bull, is 73 years old tomorrow. Now, the following day, November 23rd, Thanksgiving, not only is it my brother Chris's birthday, yeah. but my friend, and I love this guy. Look at that. Louis Tiant. Hey, so is Gary so Indiana. Gary Indiana. Yeah, I think you shot him. So uh, November 25th is Louis's birthday? No, November 23rd, Louis Tiant's going to be 83. Wow. wow. I know. Why don't we get him as a guest? I love him. He's a good guy. He's one of my favorite people in the entire world, in El Mundo. <laughs> um, I like what he says, bullshit. He goes, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Anyway, Louis, God bless him. Uh, he's 83. And then uh, Joe DiMaggio has a birthday on the 25th, born 1914. I heard he's he was dead. a prick. All the things I've ever heard about Joe DiMaggio were that he was a prick. That's what I've heard, too, but I wouldn't know for sure or personally. But Speaking of pricks, November 25th, Bucky Dent. <laughs> 72 years old. Uh, Bucky fucking Dent, they called him. still alive, that guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah still re- you know, reliving the glory of that borrowed bat. He borrowed Mickey Rivers' bat and hit a home run just into the screen. And the fuck you. <laughs> Let's get him on as a guest. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be just like that. We'll right relive now. that moment. Uh, also, uh, the this is a little quick story. This guy's not in the Hall of Fame, but this guy. Uh, have I ever mentioned Dave Justy? No. Mm-hmm. On this show? Well, I don't know. Dave Justy has a birthday coming up too. He's mm-hmm. born in 1939. He's mm-hmm. gonna. He's still alive. I looked it up. I was with Bill Patrick, and we were on a boat going from going to uh, uh, Atlantic City across Chesapeake Bay on the a ferry boat, mm-hmm. you know. And 
you know, were throwing bread to the seagulls who were flying along next to the boat, and they're catching it in their mouths. It's amazing. Yep. We're throwing stuff. I mean, they're popcorn, and they're catching it. So all of a sudden, we're joined by this other guy came walk came walking up, and he started looking. I look at the guy. I go, Dave Justy. <laughs> Just like he, that. He, you he, recognize he, him. He breaks into this huge smile. He goes, yeah. Like, he, he couldn't <laughs> believe that someone recognized him because he, I mean, he's a major league pitcher. But I said to him, yeah, Dave Jesse, you were like nine and one for the Pirates in 1970. He goes, he goes nine and two. <laughs> he's, looking, he's like really happy to, happy that we would. So I, I, I'll never forget it because the look on his face was like, he goes, I, he said, I never get recognized anywhere except in Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know. And I'm like, this is Dave Justy right over here. Now, why did you recognize him? How because we- baseball cards, and you know this. If you have a baseball card yeah. of a guy, you you get you see that face and a they, million times. Right, you're going to see him and recognize him. Especially then, because they were usually like kind of the big face portraits Full of face, them, yeah. so you really saw them all over and over. Nice. Right. You won a World Series with Pittsburgh in what seventy one? Yeah, right. So you probably saw him on TV a million times because Pittsburgh was one of the premier teams. J- Dave Justy, and his happy birthday, Dave. And if you're out there listening now, Dave, and you're born 1939, that means you're like 84, right? Yeah. So uh, you and Frenchie Fuqua should get together in Pittsburgh <laughs> and have a little party together. Uh, I drove uh, Lyft driving today. You know, I don't do much of it anymore because I'm kind of sick of it. On the road again. I can't wait to get on the road again. I, uh... I, I also adopted, I, I downloaded the Uber app. I'm, so now I'm an Uber and Lyft driver. Wow, Ooh. my God. And you can double dip. You go out there, you turn it on, and then the first one it rings, you turn off the other one, and you go pick up somebody. And, you know, it's not about, the, again, I'm not in it for the money, okay? <laughs> I'm in it for all the hot 84-year-old chicks that get into the back of my car. Had anybody interesting lately? No. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but <clears throat> I did see an interesting street name. Oh. Because I make mental notes of these things, these things that are interesting only to me and maybe to you guys when forced to listen. Um, I went by Fiddleneck Lane. Fiddleneck? Yeah. On the Cape? No, oh. it's in Southboro. Hmm. And I go by, I go, Fiddle, Fiddleneck, Fiddleneck Lane, who names it? I'm thinking, that's probably how Charlie Daniels died. <laughs> You know, bad case of fiddleneck. But I'm thinking, who named that street? And who thought they were cute when they? I say, what are gonna? How about Jones Boulevard? No. How about uh, Constitution Lane? No. How about Fiddleneck? Yeah, that's it. It's Fiddleneck. I thought to myself, and I looked it up. I looked up. I looked it up, and I said, number six Fiddleneck Lane, one point four million dollar house. Well, there you go. I'm like, this is ain't that feeling around over here, feeling like that's a that's a that's more expensive than my parents' mansion. Hmm. <laughs> um, okay, you want to get serious for a second? Yeah, I did a tweet. I did a tweet on uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's a, now they say, formerly known as Twitter, that's X no, whatever. There it is. Mm-hmm. There's six fiddleneck. $1.4 million? I'm telling you. Look at that. That's a nice That's... house. Anyway, uh, I'm on Twitter, right? And there was uh, somebody released this video of these youths uh, robbing a store. Mm. You know, And what they do now is they go into garbage bags, they take 
200 pairs of sneakers, 10 of them, 10 guys, and they throw them in the bags, and they run out, and then on the way out, they grab 20 or 30 coats, you know, and they run out of the store. And one of them will be shooting the whole video. Yeah, yeah. somebody's on video. So this is what, I mean, you've seen the videos. They're all over. It happens every all the time. So somebody wrote, tweeted, oh, you're wondering why retail stores are closing, and it shows these 10 guys going through and just ravaging the supply of this sneaker store, whatever. And... So I tweeted, I retweeted, I wrote, these, these boys today, let me tell you something. Wait till their fathers get home. Oh, well, never mind. Huh. Because the, the point is, that when it comes to youth crime, it's not neighborhood, it's not race. You know what it is? No fathers. Mm-hmm. 85% of the imprisoned youth of America come from fatherless homes. Yep. 85%. Wow. So you say, well, okay, somebody's not taking care of the... Uh, Diligence on, on, on um, what do you call it? When you punish somebody, uh, what's that uh, called? Uh, disciplinary. Dis- disciplinary. disciplinary. That's yeah, the yeah, one I was uh, looking okay, for, good. actually. Yeah, you go. Uh, and it's going on all the way. And so these stores are now, and what happens is the stores close. Now the store is no longer in the neighborhood, okay? Because of all. Now, what I have for a solution for that is you have one guy, like, like a Fred Smurless type of guy, standing at the front, to, the front to exit. The bouncer. And he's not, you know, going to shoot a gun at anybody. He's not going to kill someone for shoplifting. But when eight or ten of these guys come running through after they're clearly stealing everything in sight, he just knocks a few of them down. Yeah, clothesline. You know, and when 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 Fred knocks you down, you you you, you feel like you've been knocked down. <laughs> you know, the problem with that though is that they'd arrest a couple of them, and then the DA wouldn't prosecute. Well, they'd that's be true. The street again, and that's then, true. It's, it's that's stupid. I, it's systemic. Something's going on there. And there's a problem with it, but you know, when, it makes you sick when you watch. Okay, here's somebody just running through and taking. It's free. Take whatever you want. It's yeah. like that's the attitude that a lot of people have. And it's there's a commandment. You know, the Ten Commandments: mm. Thou shalt not kill. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not uh, chastise your puppies. <laughs> the Thou, Thou shalt not shalt steal. Not steal. Rob the Korean convenience store. But, That's but, the seventh one. But th- thou shalt not steal is like one of the commandments. So guess what? If it's a commandment, it should be a law. It should be punishable by law. Most of our laws are based on those Ten Commandments. That's right. Yeah. Like the one that says, Thou shalt not, uh, you know, ch- <laughs> cherish thy neighbor's wife or whatever that is. Covet. Covet's oh, good. Coveting's a whole different thing from <laughs> you can't cherish till you've already coveted. You really can't. Um, okay, so now <laughs> I don't know if you heard this. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess probably no. What is it? News? New Jersey? Yes, a little bit. <laughs> Just a skinch. New Jersey wants no more gas cars beginning in 2035. Good luck. Their governor says, no, starting in 2035, we cannot sell in New Jersey a gas-powered vehicle. Let me guess. The governor of New Jersey is a Democrat. Yes. What's his name? Phil uh, Acio. Uh. I think that's his last name. (laughs) Something like that. I'm not sure. He blows. Anyway, (coughs) that's all I got to say about that because it stands alone. Phil Murphy. Phil Murphy. Yep, Governor Murphy. His last name's not Acio. No. That's his middle name. He's a clown. You know where he was born? Needham, Massachusetts. Oh. He's a clown. He's an idiot. Any more news, Mike? Jerk. No more gas cars. I know. We're going to plug them in. Come on. All right, here's more news. You ready? 
President Joe Biden's border chief is now ordering border guards not to presume the correct sex and corresponding pronouns for illegal immigrants. Not to presume? So they just show me and prove it. Is that what the new uh, stance is? Here's the quote. We just obtained documents from the Customs and Border Patrol Agency directing personnel to use only woke language when encountering individuals invading the United States. The order came from Border Chief Alejandro Mayorkas. By the way, by the way, uh, Mayorkas is Spanish for asshole. (laughs) It looks that way, doesn't it? He directs the border guards to ignore the biological distinction between the two uh, complementary sexes. There's got to be a reason that they're doing this, because it makes no sense at all. Officers must submit to the political claim each person's gender is more important than their biological sex, and so must allow people to sneak across the male-female border under the disguise of transgender pronouns. <sighs> that whole no. thing is like... Well, you, well, really? Yeah. Who How cr- about deport them? Who and, and don't even ask their name. Bye-bye. Who invented the uh, woke anything? Who, who, where'd oh. that come from? The pronouns. I mean, come on. And then you see these videos on, on uh, Twitter or X where these guys are practically in tears because they were misgendered. Really? Or they were arguing. I saw one big beefy guy, oh, excuse me, some woman, uh, arguing with, with another woman. He wanted to go in and use the uh, the women's restroom. Yeah. And uh, this woman was protecting her young daughter. What did they do before all this wokeness happened? Where did they pee? Go back there again. That's where you go pee. Same place you went before. And I'll bet they had to pee at least once a day. And they didn't complain about it. (laughs) I hear that some of those guys, some of those guys have really tiny, tiny bladders. They're tiny like the walnut-sized bladders. It's not a going problem. It's a growing problem. Because it sticks out of their... Their tank suit when they're swimming. Uh, so I think we covered the news. I don't, you did. I don't that was good. Any, I don't want to do any more news. No more news? You know what pisses me off? I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of all the negativity. You know, I'm glad I'm not a negative guy. <laughs> what? What? All of a sudden, you, now you're laughing at me. You're laughing now. Well, you're a funny guy. I'm a fun guy. Yep. That's why I'm into the mushrooms these days. Mm. Um, we have to get out of here. You know why? Ben's got somewhere he's got to be, and Bill's li- Bill lives here, and he wants us the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, get up, beat it. He wants scram. So what we're going to do, leave you with some uh, musical uh, ditty, uh, and, and uh, happy anniversary next week, I guess, officially, five years of this podcast. I know it's been wonderful for the listeners. They... <laughs> <laughs> they, they, we were, we weren't here last week. I got so many, you know, tweets and requests and texts. You, what happened? Where are you? Did you get cards and flowers? And things? I got everything. Yeah. yeah, and I, and I got it, and I got it all on Fiddleneck Lane. <laughs> That's right. And don't forget it. I'm going to buy that house for 1.4 million dollars. Poor Charlie Daniels. Poor Charlie. Yeah, I know. Fiddleneck. He fiddled his neck right out of whack. Here's Joe and Jerry. Joe and Jerry. That's you and me. <laughs> well, you went uptown riding in your limousine with your fine Park Avenue clothes. You had the Dom Parignon in your hand and the spoon up your nose. Ooh, and when you wake up in the morning with your head on fire, Joe, your eyes too bloody to see, go and cry in your coffee, but don't come Bitching at me, dickhead.
You had to be a big shot, didn't you, True? You had to open up your mouth. I had to be a big shot, didn't I, Joe? All our friends are so knocked out. You had to have the last word last night. You know what everything's about. You had to have a white-hot spotlight at Shaw's. I had to be the big shot. Oh, oh, oh. Uh. Whoa, Joe. Well, they were all impressed with your Halston dress and the people that you knew at Elaine's. And the story of your latest success kept them so entertained. But now you just don't remember all the things you said and you're not sure what you want to know. I'll give you one hit, Joey. You sure did put on a show. I, I think that's why. <laughs> you had to be a big shot, you fucker. You had to prove it to... I can't, I can't continue. I can't. I'm going home. How dare you? All your friends are so knocked out! <laughs> <laughs>